millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Transmitting live from Planet Margate. This is episode 10 of Buddies Buddies with Alex and Sarah from the Tum Thumb Theatre. Greetings and welcome to episode 10 of Buddies Buddies. It is a true pleasure and an honour, I'll say it, to have you aboard. Uh, Thanks for checking in in another week of Buddies Buddies. Uh, I am outside on another alfresco intro recording and outro recording on the Margate seafront. This time the uh, the tide is out on a glorious day, absolutely freezing, but it's still nonetheless glorious. And uh, I'm I'm sort of in front of the bus cafe, sun deck, that kind of area. Weirdly, I was going to say, yeah, if you're around, good, give me a shout. But obviously, this is uh, this is going to be impossible at the uh, time you're listening to it. It's just because I look this one I'm recording into my phone, so it feels like it's a very immediate transaction but uh yeah it's a it's it's sort of a weird mental game that i'm playing on myself because it does feel like i'm having a conversation on my phone uh also i'm i'm treading on these um it's like razor sharp little rocky bits with loads of uh hidden water parts also which is all fine but um yeah i've slipped on many a rocky bit before and it I'm not up for it today, I'm afraid. So bear with me while I keep an eye out for such obstacles. Basically, like the tide was out and I was out and about doing my various bits and pieces. And I thought, you know what? I have a essentially a recording studio in my pocket. Um, my saying about how like people people say like, oh yeah, you got an iPhone, you can do a podcast. You can, but. I'm always, um, I don't know, call me a purist, I guess, but I like having proper equipment to do podcasts, but, <laughs> so, I don't know, sometimes, like, yeah, alright, I'm not married to my ideas, I guess, is what I'm saying, yeah, if you've got an iPhone, screw it, go, like, record a podcast, do it, um, it's, the immediacy is, is so enticing, and, uh, I, I fully get it, and, uh, 
apologies for my um, past rants about iPhones for using iPhones for podcasts. Forget it. Do your thing. If you want to record on an iPhone, go ahead. It's all good. You, you have my blessing. That's what you've been waiting for. So yeah. Anyway, took advantage of that. Uh, took advantage of the tie being out and having my phone on me fully charged. So yeah, here it is. Uh, nice bit of windy atmospherics in the background. I shall imagine seagulls surely and weird breathing patterns i'm sure are coming through due to my uh as i said earlier the uh weird sort of journey i'm going i'm, I'm just, i seem to have picked the most treacherous bit of the uh seafront right here so let's see how this ends up oh cute bird can you hear that something's going on I feel like I've walked in on something with these seagulls. Like, there's something, like, they've just been having a chat, and it's like, oh, wait, wait, mm -mm, human, human, human. And then there's some real suspicious things going on. All right, okay, they're gone. Anyway, back to the regularly scheduled business. So thank you so much for checking in on last week's episode. If you did, if you've got time to listen to my awesome chat with Bree and Gaz, a.k.a. Bridgie, Aphrodite, and... Uh, quiet boy uh it was so nice they're real like super easy to chat to and uh yeah i mean there's a ton that we obviously could have got to um i i, I have like notes and rough things i want to get to uh in all of these conversations and i yeah i i didn't i don't think i actually looked at them once um i glanced at them maybe once or twice but uh a, a side glance certainly not studied observation um and yeah that that was it was uh it's kind of like one of those nice easy ones that was just uh you know we, we sort of got to certain points really organically and uh yeah they, they definitely got some really interesting views and um like inside knowledge on this stuff because they, they've been they've been in the game for for years yeah i was really pleased to join them in their in their laboratories tea and all that good stuff. Uh, you could probably lure me into doing a podcast if you just say, listen, buddy, we've got tea, we've got oat milk. What do you reckon? I'd be like, yeah, I'm there. And then a second later, you'll hear a knock on the door. That'd be me. And that's all it takes. So, um, oh, uh, yeah, uh, crazy shouts to the Margate Mercury. Um, I got a little picture and a, a write-up in there. That was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really it's really lovely it's very heartwarming and um i am uh humbled and very proud and honored to have half a half a page in the margate mercury that was that's superb shouts to obviously to everyone who's been on the podcast and who will be on the podcast i won't ramble too much i mean i i, I could go on like this is some award ceremony business but i mean it does it means a lot to me and i'm i'm really really grateful and you know like that i i like to consider the audience as growing or in a period of growth let's say and yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's ahead and uh like as i say future guests and there's a lot that we're going to be doing with this you you and i not we not i mean it's just me doing this and the guests but you the listener and uh anyone who is going to listen to it in the future yeah like we're all we're all in this together yeah so 
yeah just wanted to say thanks show some love and uh yeah really that, that that really warmed my heart and made my day so thank you margot mercury you're the best anyway thanksgiving aside this week you are in for a treat because I am joined by Alex and Sarah Ratcliffe of the Tom Thumb Theatre, the notorious Tom Thumb Theatre. Uh, the smallest theatre in the UK, the world. I can't remember if we got to the bottom of that, whether it's uh, the world or the UK. I, I think we did, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's the smallest theatre in the world. Go on. It's, yeah, it's a, a wonderful little spot in Margate, up there near sort of Walpole Bay area. Um, you, Please forgive me, I don't have my full notes on me. Like This was quite an impromptu, sun's out, uh, well, gun's out, um, tide is out, uh, mic is out. Go on, take that. And um, yeah, so I, I don't have like a comprehensive list of notes at hand. Anyway, it's up there. If you are in town and you're not familiar, you'll find it so easily. So, yeah, get, get your Google on or make make appropriate plans before you visit. Yeah, they are truly awesome. Um, like really ultra well known presences presence in Margate, and uh, it's a, a well deserved respect they have in the community for being uh, just a, a such an open, diverse, interesting. Yeah, all all of that stuff, all of those good words, um, venue, and I mean, as you'll hear, like they they're open to so much. Like that little space can do a lot, um, and I've I've been in there for a lot of these performances and shows and stuff. So I've witnessed firsthand the uh, the potential. So yeah, it, it was it was really cool to hear about the history of it. We get into we get into some of that uh, past lives. Um, what they used to do before the Tom Thumb, past lives of the Tom Thumb, of course, involved in that history. And um, yeah, oh, so much more. So uh, as always, I'm not going to spoil it here because you know I, I could give you a full rundown of exactly what we talk about. But no, 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 that's up to you to hear. So uh, I'm not going to not going to let any of that slip. So yeah, you'll you'll really like this one. Um, and I really hope that if you if you somehow haven't been to the Tom Thumb, then this will lure you in and entice you to the insanity that goes on in there. It's a it's a beautiful place. It's a it's a very elegant, classy little place. I love the wallpaper. I love the uh, intimacy of it. It's yeah, it's got it, it. It's like the the perfect venue basically. So yeah, enjoy that. You you surely shall. One other thing, uh, at risk of this being a very long intro, um, well, there's no more risk because it is a very long intro. There's uh, the risk is now uh, here and present. Um, so plans for the podcast. What I'm going to do is I'm going to break off on this episode and call it uh, season one. That means so there's. Basically, there's like there's ten episodes. I, I like I'm a, I'm a big fan of round even numbers, so I figured ten episodes in that's a good state to kind of uh, tie a little bow on that collection for now. Uh, call that season one. And um, the other thing as well, if I'm really honest, like I've spoken to some people about the podcast, and they're like, "Yeah, I have no time to listen to it." It's, it's, I mean, yeah, like it's it's every week, and it's like an hour, two hours to listen to every single week 
like I mean there's so much other stuff going on I, I I fully understand like I don't expect people to be able to sort of religiously catch up on this thing so you know when there's like a, a big pile up of episodes if this keeps going on it's going to be really hard for people to catch up on you know so i want to give people a bit of a breather i think i need a breather as well if i'm honest because um it's it's been a really busy couple of months in the body labs and like i'm i'm like editing uh recording doing the artwork and um all that stuff and like honestly like a Personally, I, I myself require, I say a fair bit of editing, uh, as I've bored you with in the past. I'm a big fan of uh, likes and ums, sort of, and kind of. So, yeah, that has to all go somewhere, and it all goes to a big bin, and, uh, and then I launch that into space at the end of the season, which is coming up. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fair amount of work. I'm going to get a good bunch ready for season two, which will uh, drop in the early new year. Uh, very early new year, I'd say. Um, as early as I can get it. And, uh, yeah, you know, just all the Christmas malarkey. I don't know if you necessarily even get down on Christmas with all that stuff. Um, maybe you don't, but I think this year I'm, I'm going to be. So, yeah, lots, lots to plan for and do. I think I think the season approach is going to be it's going to be the one. So let's let's give that a go. But um, what a finale to end on season one. Uh, so let's get into it without further ado. Uh, thanks for listening to this uh, very long intro. I feel like walking by the seafront uh, gives me super ramble powers and. Um, I think now is probably a time to um, reel, reel this thing back in. So, um, right. Uh, okay, same device, but not as windy. Uh, I have to intervene because at this point, it sort of became a bit unlistenable uh, because I was recording on my iPhone. I didn't really have a sort of decent monitoring ear on it, and I didn't have a wind guard or anything like that, so... Yeah, apologies. This isn't how I intended the intro to come out, but <laughs> there we are. Lessons learned, and uh, I probably won't be doing the quick and easy iPhone approach again. But it was a really nice morning, and you can't blame me for getting uninspired. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's crack on. Um, this is episode ten of Buddies Buddies with Alex and Sarah Ratcliffe of the Tom Thumb Theatre. Enjoy. I'm joined by Alex and Sarah Ratcliffe. Hi there. Legendary. <laughs> Wait your turn, Alex. Legendary Tom Tom Theatre. Fair enough, fair to call you legendary. Well, that's very honoured. Uh, I think the theatre is legendary, definitely. Um, yeah. We're trying our best. We're trying to just sort of, fit, we feel like the custodians of it, really. We feel very lucky to be taking charge of it. So well, you, are you the, you are the owners? We are the yeah. owners, yeah, as of two and a half years ago but it's been going since 1984 i think it's had three sets of different owners in that time right so it's been a different families uh running it and um that's the case with us as well it's very much a family uh run business we are backed by alex's mom and stepdad 
and uh, without them, we wouldn't be here today. I mean, there are no, silent partners yeah, across moved, the road. We moved to Margate and we this came up and it was they, they were in the theatre all their lives as well. And it was just a bit of a dream come true for all of us. So yeah, is is it somewhere like? Did, did you know much about the history of it before you came to Margate? Or? Oh, knew, actually, that's a question. Knew, how, how long yeah. have you been in Margate for? Uh, we've been in Margate for just over three years. Okay. Yeah. And sorry, sorry, you were saying I, I completely. We knew died about and... the Tom Thumb yeah. before we moved here. We didn't know that it was up for grabs. That's not why we moved to Margate. We right. moved before this opportunity we didn't know what we were going to do when we moved here yeah. we had a coffee shop in london ah. previous prior to that i was an actor and sarah was a designer and we just knew we needed a change and margate drew us here we just had a, a great appeal we had yeah. never been to margate even we just came on a a recce here yeah thought we might as well look at a house while we're here and that's the house we live in first viewing we had we so. tend to do Whoa. things quite um <laughs> snap decisions yeah. yeah off the cuff but it was oh, the right God. decision definitely yeah that's definitely. amazing i've heard that a few times like people come to sort of yeah just have a little snoop yeah. around and then it, uh, all the of things... a sudden you live here and you're like ah, yeah <laughs> it just felt like a natural progression for us yeah. like we we love london love east london yeah but wanted to leave while i still loved it i felt yeah, i was yeah. falling out of love a little bit oh. with it and um yeah. it's now got... we're quite excited going back and yeah does it still yeah does it still sort of do it for you when you go back there now well you yeah. know what even more so for but... me is like i go i do the things that i never had time to do when i was in london before yeah yeah we like had two businesses on chatsworth road at one point and we lived around the corner mm. and we never left our little bubble mm. so quite often i go to see gigs and stuff in london and i'll go a few hours early and walk from king's cross through town and, yeah. and uh i hadn't i didn't have the time to do that when i lived but we there. now yeah. definitely feel like we're coming home when we arrive in margate yeah, yeah. in the beginning it was obviously the other way around <laughs> Yeah. It took a while to settle because yeah. I'd, I'd never left London. I lived there my entire life. I yeah. lived there for 20 years. Oh, well, oh, you're so you're proper, like you've done your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, served your London stint. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, okay. Well, that, that gently eases me into the other thing I was going to ask. I mean, basically, I just wanted to know more about, like, your backgrounds. So mm. you're a, an actor? An actor, which means most Talk, of the year. Talking to Alex, that's director. Yeah. So. <laughs> An actor, which meant like for large proportions of the year, I was uh, doing many other jobs, yeah. <laughs> such as gardening, DJing, shop work, anything I could get my hands on really to enable me to pursue acting. But then I uh, helped set up a theatre company called Fitzrovia Radio Hour with some friends, and that sort of kept me very busy for the best part of five or six years. And we, it was a lot of fun. We had um, a certain amount of success, but like anything in the arts it was very hard to make a living yeah um, and, uh, the consistency is kind of hard to maintain sometimes yeah that's and that's still the case now but then our we decided sarah and i to open a coffee shop together we wanted to sort of build something from the ground up yeah so we did that and at that point i kind of stopped pursuing acting but i wouldn't say i've given it up i'm just having a, a long-term sabbatical yeah hiatus yeah. Well, no, not hiatus. Oh, it's a difference between No, the offers, hiatus suggests oh, you've, you've a, a forced pause. Out. I mean, the offers are out there. Yeah, well, right, yeah. The yeah. offers are like coming thick and fast. I just choose not to do them. You're just batting them away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. Hollywood, no. I'm running the Tom Thumb. Sorry. No, thank you. And you. I was, I'm trained in fashion. So I studied 
um, for many years. Uh, didn't work as many years in fashion as I studied, but um, yeah. I think it's all related. It's all creative, and uh, yeah, for sure. Don't regret it at all. Do I want to go back into it? No, <laughs> but I do feel like I uh, definitely use that what I learned from that uh, here as well. I'm sure there's a lot um, of transferable Yeah, skills. definitely. And I think it's the way life turns out and you create different jobs for yourself is just kind of brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if someone told us that we were going to do this like a few years ago, we wouldn't, you know, it's... I'd be very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, really? Is that possible? <laughs> like, so, I mean, as as an actor, like, what was it like working behind the scenes of, of a theatre? Like, is it, uh, is it something where it's like, oh, I know all this? Like, is, yeah, this is, no, this not at all. I mean, even though we've run our own businesses and venues and one venue we had was sort of music venue as well. So we've, we've had some experience of it. Mm. But running a theatre, just because you, you know theatre and you know yeah, acting yeah. does not mean you know how to run a theatre. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was terrifying. <laughs> we're still terrified sometimes, but I think I we're learning a lot still. You never stop learning. No. But I wouldn't say it's terrifying or as terrifying no. as it was. No, of course not. I think, um, I think we've learned a lot in the first few years of running yeah. this place. The first year was a very sharp sort yeah. of learning curve. Yeah, yeah. We're feeling a lot more confident in our roles now and, yeah. and, our, and I think we, we are... Also, every night's different, uh, which is exciting, but that's why you never stop learning because it's always yeah. a different requirement. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's very... It kind of keeps you locked in the present, doesn't it? Because yeah. like every, every night, yeah, like you say, yeah. it's gonna, you know, you're going to have a band and you're going to have a, an event and then there's going to be yeah. spoken word or something. Well, that's yeah. it as well. It's not just a theatre. It's a, an art space, a music venue and a bar. So, I mean, yeah. one night it can be like a full-on, you know, it's uh, heavy gig. It's what we want it to be, which um, is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we and can then do it, next night it can be a serious piece of theatre or yeah. um, spoken word. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of a lot of different things to learn, but we're, we're very fortunate to know some really good people who help us out as well. Yeah. yeah. We've got one of the best techies in town, and, uh, former Joseph, and got some very great sort of friends artists well artists who have played who have now become really great friends yeah who yeah. uh like the pink suits and the lunar tractors to name but a few but yeah, yeah. who really help us tremendously and support us a yeah. lot yeah i suppose yeah because it's, i mean it's also to do with the intimacy of of the place as well so it's not like a massive squad or like a team that you never you never see the performers or anything it's like you've you're the the most hands-on you can be really so we want to we want to be i mean we're very lucky depeche um is a major player here you know we we couldn't do what we do without him who's, that, who's depeche depeche sorry yeah. just assume everyone knows depeche oh no i'm sure i'm sure everybody, <laughs> depeche yeah, is does. i mean he's our main bar person here yeah but he will also he runs we trust he's more of a almost you could say a manager really he, he can he can manage events if without us being here yeah okay, um yeah. and that is quite a rare thing to find someone you, you know like that yeah yeah um but we like to be here when as much as we can yeah. be yeah. i think it's important when and it's we a are here business. a lot you know i think the first year and a half we were pretty much here all the time both of us yeah now 
we're trying to at least one of us for, for one of us to be here most nights um but we do also have a young family we have two kids so one of us often obviously has to be with them yeah the um, first six months i think we spent more on babysitting than yeah, we did definitely. on uh what made at the bar yeah, yeah, yeah no, i was gonna yeah but gonna one say thing it's... that i also wanted to say i think is very unique and very much how Margate is that the help and support that you get from the community if some if you need something if mm. you need something tech wise or help from someone there's always someone that comes up and, and yeah. helps yeah, out yeah, yeah. whatever it or not might just someone be. either like I think what I like as well is that venues don't see each other as a threat or at least I don't feel they do it's definitely and they help each other out yeah I get that impression too yeah. it's very collaborative and yeah, yeah. Very it, much. You know, like the rising tide thing you know, yeah. I mean like, we used to work well we still do but a lot of our music success was thanks to Sammy Clark um, from Art School yeah yeah who obviously now they now have their own venue yeah. elsewhere and I, I miss seeing Sammy almost every day mm. but genuinely couldn't be happier for them that they've got a brilliant space now where they can actually do more of what they want to do like it's like a bunker so they can be as loud as they want yeah um, <laughs> we love having loud gigs here at the tom farm and we still do we do get in trouble but we have yeah. to be there we have limitations and yeah i think some i think art school with certain gigs we're starting to outgrow that mm. um and now i feel like the gigs we do have with art school are better suited for here and start, and we're programming other stuff on top of that, so it's a nice mix. And mm. I feel like we're we're finding our just the right fit. Yeah, not yeah. that art school wasn't. I loved every moment yeah. of them being here. No, no I was I was uh, shifting through your Instagram, and it's like I saw so many of the art school gigs, and yeah, mm. I, I can I see what you mean. Cause it's like um, I feel it's like some of them were probably a little out of hand, and maybe. You look back like you could have put that in elsewhere, and it could have yeah, been. Yeah, like, and I totally... also think like some of them sold out pretty much straight away, and therefore probably needed a bigger venue, and you can fit a lot more people at elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's actually perfect balance now. So we still work with um, art school, and we do gigs, but yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a really good balance now. Yeah, yeah, and Sammy has worked so hard to build it up like i mean they, they he was working with the previous owners here jess and owen that's how we met him they okay. introduced right. us so he'd been doing it quite a while but some of the first gigs we did with them were like you know maybe eight spotty teenagers with a bag of strongbow smuggled in no disrespect to those teenagers no I'll, I'll thank you whoever teenagers. you were because if it wasn't if it wasn't for you it wouldn't have yeah. kept going but um to the point where we were like oh, is this sustainable i love i love what sammy's doing yeah i love yeah. the music but can we keep going with this yeah and no, then with sure. pure sort of tenacity just we just kept plugging away and yeah. he kept but getting better and better bands yeah, yeah. and um almost every gig he did here sold out so yeah. we definitely he needed to expand yeah but they, yeah they, i mean that it certainly pays off as well that kind of like you you could see that and you know see the those same eight kids every time and it's yeah. like oh god like, where's this gonna go like with all the <laughs> you know with all the best intention in the world like yeah you know you don't want them to sort of you don't want to cut off a, a venue where they can no. feel like they can freely attend but they weren't yeah, that spotty he's... either i'm I'm just i'm just you know creating a, a visual image oh yeah <laughs> okay so this is the smallest theatre in the UK. 
in the world? As far as we <laughs> know, it's the smallest theatre in the UK. Um, there was one in St Andrews, but I heard they they moved venue. I think what makes it the smallest. There, I mean, there are obviously pub theatres yeah. in London which have smaller capacities we have a capacity of 50 seated here mm -hmm. um but it's it's more the stage which is only i think it's three meters by four meters yeah um so yeah. it's definitely the smallest stage the in the uk yeah um until we're told otherwise that's uh okay that's our selling point that's, <laughs> we, we were you know to be the second smallest isn't quite as catchy is it as no it's yeah it's uh, certainly uh i mean everyone's a winner but it's... i think the point is is it it feels like a real decadent tiny victorian little theater yeah i don't yeah. think there's i don't think there's many places like that i mean we we didn't do this this was the original mother and daughter team who sort of founded the place in 1984 just turned what was a garage into this magical space yeah it wasn't like a, it was a coach it was started off as house. a coach house so yeah. the building's 1986 uh, no, sorry that's my dyslexia 1896 yeah, yeah. it was built um, as a coach house for the building next door that has the same architecture uh -huh. which is like a Jap alpine alpine slash japanese In, style very big in the in that very big very big and yeah. uh so it was uh, built as a coach house and then it was a garage and then uh, it was turned into a theater in the 80s okay but i mean to sit, have that vision it's, it's a lot of work to run the place but to turn this old building into a you know a, what, what yeah. feels and it feels yeah. like it's always been here as a theater yeah yeah like i i well I, I love the image of it being a coach house i i, I mean it's big it's certainly big enough to be something like that but i can't Imagine it as anything other than what it is now. Yeah. Or well, maybe a, a very plush tea room. Wallpaper <laughs> and the lights. I can't get enough of them. But then the ups. Uh, some of the owners, from the last family who owned it, actually lived upstairs for a while. So like oh. the upstairs, what's now the bar, was just a flat. Oh. So the layout was very much living room, bedroom, bathroom, kitchen. Oh, so. Yeah, right. I think the previous owners, Jess and Owen, did a great job of turning the lounge area into a bar. Yeah. We've tried to extend that and we've knocked through into the bedroom now. So it's, it feels more of a substantial bar. And we've actually put in an old um, Victorian hotel bar there. Yeah. Which yeah hope, again, hopefully looks like it's always been there. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, I had no idea it was a, a living quarters. I mean, if we had the finances, we'd love to to do more without losing the character i quite like yeah. the rabbit's warrenness of you walk in yeah, and you yeah. don't you feel like you walked into a kitchen because you have <laughs> um and then you've got to find the bar but uh, i think there's certainly things we could do to improve the space but bit by bit we don't want to mm. lose the character i mean of the we've place been either. extremely lucky as well to take over something that had all this character and that we could literally we took over and we inherited a few shows so it never closed in between us so you sort of jumping on the train while it's yeah. moving so we mm. jumped in so we didn't have to set it up from scratch i mean, I mean yeah. one of our real fears already. at the beginning was uh, how do we program a year of theater or performance or whatever music um from scratch and yeah. and i think we quickly found that we inherited some great stuff um yeah. some regular nights and we also 
people were coming to us rather yeah. than us having to go it's, out and find them. It's mm-hmm. been on the map for many years, so people know about the Tom Thumb. A lot of people are probably not aware of the fact that it's changed hands because it's it kind of just continued running. Yeah. So we're very lucky in that sense that people do come to us um, to ask to, to um, take on their productions. However, we, we like to eventually, and we have started to try to go out more ourselves to find things to program the running of venue as a small band, two-man band, with <laughs> some help from others. It's, yeah. it's, and, and having a, a young family, obviously it's hard to, to get out Um but yeah, we're getting it's we're getting, getting easier. There. Yeah, um, and also I think we're getting yeah, better yeah. at programming as well. Yeah, and being a, an artist myself, I've always wanted to give people a shot and give people a chance. Yeah, um, that's still very much the case. But I think you get better at knowing what works in the space. Yeah, and yeah. not trying to shoehorn things in just because you want to give someone a chance. I think. Yeah, I think it's quite important to book things that works. For, for them and for us, yeah. you know. It must be a fine line, though, because, I mean, obviously with, with the experience that, well, the experience both of you have got, I mean, like, you you do want to give, yeah, you want to give people a chance, but also yeah. you don't want to, like, you, you still want to obviously get what you can from the venue and make sure p- the regular regulars, yeah. you know, the yeah. time. And I think like, as well, like, because of what we uh, touched on before about other venues in Margate, there may be an artist or a band or a, theatre production that want and if we don't feel like we're right for it you know we would pass on maybe someone else another venue that we think might be more suitable for that particular event mm. yeah Rosalind Court for example yeah. is is a fantastic venue and, and the the couple that run it are great and, and that's, that's sort of more geared around folk yeah and so we, for example workshops we, and things like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. so we passed a few things on to them yeah. and, and vice versa you know yeah. yeah whatever we find if we don't feel like it's suitable for us it might be perfect for mm. someone else yeah I think uh, not this is might come across as almost snobby um, but it's I don't mean it to thank yeah. you I think it, the perception that because this is a small theatre, not on the main stretch, that it it might be a local amateur dramatics theatre. We were quite right. keen to dispel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got nothing against amateur dramatics. In fact, my childhood was growing up around amateur dramatics. My yeah. dad was a um, very active member of the Quested Theatre in Ealing. But I think this this isn't an amateur dramatics theatre, and so we'd, we'd you know we're a professional theatre bringing in some really interesting exciting work from mm. yeah. from outside and and also working with local artists as well mm. yeah so what um i mean like what what success stories have you seen like from you know like people you've put on and you've seen them like okay i see where this is going and then you've seen it just kind of i mean we like to off. be a springboard for artists to try out new work and we have a lot of um people doing their trying out shows that then have gone on to Soho Theatre, Edinburgh. We do a lot of Edinburgh previews. Yeah. Uh, we've seen local bands, such as what Alex mentioned before, like the Pink Suits and Lunar Tractors, who both did 
pretty much their first they cut their teeth here. I mean, they're, they're all like experienced um, performers before forming yeah, those bands. But yeah. in that, those guises, I think their first gigs were here. Yeah, they um, sort of chiselled it down. And to like seeing those what they're doing show. now, just and they sell two, out, three you know. years on, yeah. is amazing. And yeah. also comedians like Charlie Partridge, who's a, very much a local, um, who we love, and I mean he's doing great stuff yeah. yeah and you sort of see him doing the festival circuit and getting getting better and better and just people love him well, that's so good to see and like yeah, yeah again going on your instagram feed it's like because i hadn't sort of checked in for a little while but then that i mean i was making like tons of discoveries myself like mm. i mean I've, yeah obviously i know like lean attractors and, and there's like a lot of comedians you've had as well like um it's like a really cool place to like you're saying like this little springboard for yeah certain things like there's, and also, there's a lot of chances to make um, discoveries yeah and also we like to uh see ourselves as a safe space as well and we support uh queer uh performers theater um yeah Connor runs a brilliant spoken word night monthly called Tongue Punch, oh, yeah, yeah. where it's a very safe space to try out new things. And does that make sense? Yeah, but it's also yeah, a mix. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. like for Tongue Punch, for example, you've got you've got people who are excellent writers, but maybe haven't performed yeah. live before, That's so what? they're coming on, and and it's really helping them come out with their confidence yeah. levels and um, yeah. and you know believe in their writing and then also the same night you might have a published poet yeah. who's won like poetry slams and mm-hmm. is is a very what's the word experienced performer mm-hmm. yeah um but also we do a lot of lgbt nights um uh which seems to be i don't know it seems to be to work here and i think we we're, we're getting a reputation for being a very open-minded welcoming space i hope yeah mm. yeah well that reputation is important because mm. then it's like those those acts that perhaps might not find sort of such a i don't mean perhaps like open-minded audience like it, mm. it yeah it's really mm. nice to see it all sort of flourish here and then like you have that reputation and it's yeah. not limited to that either but it's just yeah that, that well, yeah no it's not we're definitely not just an lgbt venue but we yeah. are very lgbt friendly i hope and um I mean, we're even taking, we're now doing youth stuff as well yeah. and workshops and gigs. And I think. And screenings. And screenings, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's full steam ahead, really. Yeah. Yeah. Smashing it. Hope so. <laughs> one, thing, one thing I think I would really like to smash a little bit more is the amount of, of locals who pass by. And I can see they're really interested in it. They, you know, <laughs> they know the Tom Fum. But they haven't maybe walked past it or looked closely for a while. Yeah. They can see something's happening. And I'm like, come here and have a look. And they're like, oh, I've lived here all my life, but I've never been in. I'm like, yeah. Come in. You know, welcome to everyone. Yeah. And um, we really want those people to come in and, and feel welcome as well. Yeah. How can, how can we make that happen, you reckon? Well, <laughs> this being on here helps. I had a lovely guy <laughs> called Kenny last night who just popped in just for a drink. He was walking past and I... I didn't physically drag him off the street, but um, we came in and had a nice chat. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, it, I like to think there's something for everyone here. It's yeah, not, yeah. it's um, it's a wide range of stuff we do. It's not just loud music and uh, and LGBT yeah. performances. No, I mean it's even like even down to being a, a self-sufficient bar like upstairs. Like you could come in and have a drink, and then that that could be your sort of slow introduction to the the next time you might watch the show yeah yeah yeah. well kenny for example 
decided last night's show wasn't for him, but he's going to come to our film club, hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is every Monday, folks. Every Monday. Is that it, it? just every Monday for the foreseeable? Every Monday, future? apart from bank holidays, okay. we, we as a film being screened here. bar opens at 6.30 and a film goes on at That's 7.30. not correct. Is it not? Uh-oh. Don't the put bar, this in. The bar opens at 7. When I do, I open at 7. <laughs> well, okay, a little bit of inconsistency guys. there. Um, let us just... Uh, just turn up on Monday evening. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it looks like we're about halfway through the podcast at this point. So I'm going to just put a little pause in the middle here as occasionally we have to put some adverts in there and um, I want to just sort of leave a nice little space for that to happen. So here is that and we will return to the podcast directly after. See you soon. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So of all of the many events or purposes that Tom Thumb serves, and I've got them written down, including... Spoken word, comedy, storytelling, burlesque, film screenings, bands, DJs, ramshackle cocktail bar, in, in your own words, uh, venue space, film club, food hall, and today, podcast studio. So, like, what's what what sparks you both the most? Like, is there any particular side of it that gets your ideas going or inspiration? Well, I think the, the variety is what makes it so interesting and exciting. For me, I think my background in theatre... I, I I love the magic that theatre can bring. If that's not yeah. a cheesy thing to say, not at all. Um, what we aiming well, what we're doing is we are looking at ourselves as big, small theatre. Yeah. So what excites us is when we get shows that have big impact. Um, they're fabulous. Um, extravagant and with a big message but in a small space so yeah yeah i mean those are always the nights that we both enjoy the most and when we come home and we're buzzing from a night that's always those shows that have left us like yeah i mean there's some energy and because there's so much to do sometimes you get lost in the day-to-day just running of the place yeah and then sometimes there's a show that just makes you stop and think i really love what i do yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean and literally you get goosebumps and you're like this is my job Mm. and i get to put this on and see it and see a different thing yeah yeah and there are so so many talented performers that you know obviously the tom thumb's so small so it lends itself to where there is maybe one or two or three people, but these strong, strong productions that are just like, yeah, big, big productions. Like also, not, what you yeah. can achieve in a small yeah, space. Exactly. It's like seeing yeah. some really 
ingenious um, stagings. And, you I was going to ask you about the inventive uses in of here, like, you know. Well, use. I mean, I think Tom Marshman's um, haunted, haunted, haunted existence, existence, existence um, where we had a gauze in the front and a projection projected onto the gauze, and then sort of if, oh, there, wow. if there was a light onto him, you'd see him dancing behind the gauze. It was just beautiful. And same yeah. with uh, Tommy Popper's show; they used um, uh, Project- projections again, and yeah, it, right. it was just beautiful because like the size itself is a limitation but like those limitations are so important because it's like right we've got this amount of space like what can we do with it and it's not like having if you have infinite options and it would just be sort of yeah there won't be that much surprise because like well yeah of course it's going to be a huge thing because you've got a massive stage but like when it's a small immediate thing and you're like you know two meters in front of it it's yeah i mean french farce is never going to work in here let's face it or big (laughs) big Shakespearean productions. But on that note, Emily Carding did one of the best Shakespeare performances I've ever seen. Yeah, one woman show. One one, um, woman Hamlet and Richard III. It was just brilliant. And Mm. like some of the the audience members took on roles, but not as in literally reeling off loads of lines. Yeah. Just playing characters for her to to direct stuff to. And it was just so powerful. And it's about that performer's belief that that, will work yeah you know and and the vision to sort of make it work mm. they must have a lot of i mean maybe they're you know they're aware of your reputation and and the weight that you know the name tom thumb has but like mm. maybe they're, they're just sort of i guess they just kind of like trust that that's the kind of place so that they can experiment yeah, with that yeah. Sort of but i mean we're very lucky up. as well that they want to experiment here you know because like a lot a lot of these people are quite established you know and yeah. i think it's partly hopefully we make them feel welcome mm. and it's partly the charm of the building yeah, yeah. and the appeal of being somewhere different yeah. um, that makes them want to do it because it, it, financially it's very hard for both sides to make it pay, mm. especially with theatre. I think we got, thanks to a lot of hard work from Sammy and ourselves, I think we got a pretty good rep as a as a music venue. Mm. Yeah, um, but theatre with, with, is still quite hard to pull in an audience and we're putting on some really good quality stuff with you know some quite big names in the theatre world yeah um so it's sort of it's letting people know that it it, you know it's not it's happening it's happening it's happening and uh, i think as well it's um it's close to london but still what i was talking about with it being a springboard and being somewhere where people try things out and can come and do, you know, a night or a couple of nights here and then go on and do a show in London. I think that's really uh, attractive to yeah. uh, performers that maybe are based in London. I mean, yeah, it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't um, be all about London. No, um, But at the same not. time, obviously, a lot of theatre does happen in, in London. Yeah, and when yeah. it comes to tours, I mean, thinking of, of bands, we get, we, we've get we got some amazing bands because they've been touring Europe mm. and, and we're, we're so a close. perfect stop yeah. on the way back yeah. from Europe yeah, um, yeah. so I think I think it's a great great location to be mm. um, it's it's a different enough audience here that you're not overlapping any other audiences yeah you know, so um, what differences in audience have you seen being in Margate like with your, with your combined experience with other theatres and uh, performance spaces like do you feel like Margate has a unique kind of Essence I, to it, or I, I think the crowd, the Tom Thumb audience, 
I would say, has a unique essence to it, which mm. I'm really proud of. And I think um, I'm really excited by the youth (laughs) that I see coming here because you know what they're all really clued in and really interesting very cool artistic people and very curious and clever yeah Yeah. you know they're more hungry for stuff than um some of the older generation yeah um but also it's a real trend to not get wasted (laughs) right in the yard today I've noticed not- they're actually coming here to see things. Yeah. You know, they're not really coming here to drink. Uh, they're coming here to see interesting. Well, we're not stuff. saying that about, you know, underage drinking. We're talking people in their, you know. Late teens, early 20s. Late teens, early 20s. Yeah. It's not yeah. an issue about that. It's about that actually, you know, getting wasted with your mates. It's not necessarily the best fun you can have on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. Going night. to see yeah, a band is sure. or going to, see- going to see a production. Yeah. Of- something yeah um so that's that's really cool but yeah, also the old the older members of the audience who are willing to try something new as well yeah i think that's that's exciting sometimes it's harder to sort of get that wide demographic that we would love to get um i feel like in margate like i mean certainly in, well, in, in my admittedly limited experience here like there, there's a real i think there's, there's quite a broad inclusiveness to it like in, in the essence of it i mean you may not see it all the time but like i feel like there's young and old you know everyone kind of gets along and there mm-hmm. aren't that many built-in divisions i think the overall essence you're right i think there still is that that fear between the really young and the really old or the, not yeah, the fear maybe, the yeah. void yeah you know and so we've we've done a couple of um intergenerational projects one that was funded by ages thanet that we actually took to the um retirement home opposite us Um, and we took a brilliant band called Mrs H the sing-along band Mm -hmm. which is actually aimed at kids but the music is fantastic it's it's not remotely condescending it's just really good songs and songwriting and um, they're quite theatrical as well they use puppets so it was aimed at kids so that's not necessarily what the people over there want to see but the point was that we took a a bunch of young people there as well Mm. and the magic (laughs) that happened was yeah. just I mean I was almost in tears wow. like it was it was more about the young and old interacting yeah and through this enjoyment of music and yeah. the old watching the kids enjoy it yeah. and, and enjoying the music themselves got a wonderful photo of, of a lady I think in her mid 80s wearing a massive fish hat <laughs> um, yeah Amazing. one thing I think as well that we're learning more and more is that we need to trust our taste and program things that we believe in and not worry too much about for example the old generation are they going to like this because mm. in the end of the day i think it's patronizing to say that they would just like one type of thing or yeah, actually yeah. they're just like us but just a bit older yeah they yeah. you know they've gone through life they're open. not all of them obviously but they're mm. just People. <laughs> my mum came have... to see uh, Johnny and the Baptist last night, and she, she was she was rolling around in the house. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. So I think that's moving forward. That's uh, one thing that we talked about, like doing. Obviously, we're open for everyone, but we want to program and trust our vision. And then, if people like it, brilliant. If they don't, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's I just that, really it's know. just that everyone's yeah. everyone's welcome. But yeah. we, I think sometimes if you try to please everyone, yeah. you oh. just dilute what you do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I yeah. think it's to do with us becoming more confident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Booking stuff that we know works here and yeah. that we think is good. Yeah. And yeah. becoming more having more faith in our own instincts and taste. But it it definitely speaks to like the lack of arrogance though, because like like you know like you were saying, Sarah, like. You you could go out there and say, mm, yeah, definitely. This is one for young people. This is mm. this is definitely what old people are into. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you you can't make no. those no. sweeping. Sort of yeah, no, I, I think that's partly what creates a divide as well when yeah. people make those presumptions. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, yeah. only yeah, and, and that's actually what Asia Sanit are really great about. You know, and some at one time we were working with them and like thinking about what shows we could do deals on for them for their for their members. Yeah. And uh, I think several times they had to point out to me that, you know, just because we're over 65 doesn't mean we wouldn't like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. But also, you know, yeah, like the, the amount of, like, I think, I mean, one thing that was kind of a revelation perhaps when I was a teenager is thinking like, well, actually old people, like the amount of stuff they've seen. And, yeah, like, they're, of course. They're way more hardcore yeah. than, than I, I sort of gave them credit yeah. for. And, yeah, they're young and in it, the 60s. Yeah. So, you know, it's not... Well, they've been through way more. Stuff. One of the, the another lovely moment that we were sort of involved in, mainly uh, to introduce, because my my parents are in the home opposite in right, in, right. in Darwin Court, which yeah. is a great place. Yeah. Um, was Pow? I think a couple of years ago, I can't remember the name of the artist, but she did a, a sound piece for the opening, <laughs> and she, and it was obviously about. Um, power of women and their recollections during the war right. and and so the artist went over and took recordings she interviewed uh, uh, people over there and amazing. a lot of these these uh, these ladies who i talked to on a daily basis and visiting my parents their stories were just fascinating yeah. like and you know some they'd been ambulance drivers in the war they'd you know they just had really interesting lives and yeah. there was so much more to them than you know just the, the old lady yeah you see in front of you no i mean it's the kind of thing that makes like you know from from doing this podcast like it just makes you want to like i want to plonk a mic down in front of like mm. well i mean I, th- I think now i'm down to my mum and dad so like i haven't got like my nan and granddad around yeah. anymore but like mm. it just i really want to speak to them it's like yeah. i'm so i'm just so interested in that stuff mm. now like when i was a kid it's like shameful I was just you know like if, if people bring up stuff in the uh, if my nan and granddad were talking about the past I'd just mm. like, oh, yeah. talk about, yeah, talk about computer games yeah. it's natural but it I was guess. also interesting when we did that and all the others were like oh did you do that like they don't like daily they probably see each other and have a coffee and and a biscuit or whatever yeah. uh, but they talk about maybe more Aches and pains, and yeah, yeah. who did that, and who? It's not rather like the deep than chats about yeah, the so they wouldn't and... know about each other's past, and yeah. and they're all like quite like amazed by all the stories like from each other, and I thought mm-hmm. that was really beautiful. Well, it was, it was a it was a perfect example of of art bringing a group of people together mm. and making their yeah relationships richer. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's and that's what hopefully we can do a little bit of here you know or be part of that you yeah know? yeah and that's what makes it very very satisfying when that happens mm. so it must be such a cool position i mean being kind of at the forefront where like you can actually curate that art and you can pour that art into this 
you know these humble surroundings and then and then see the immediate feedback on the night i think it's yeah. like you you could be um presenting something and then doing it remotely or like you know just saying about london like you could be putting on a night in london and then not actually being at the night but like you're here every mm-hmm. day and you're seeing the yeah i think that feedback is so yeah. important and and we, do, we do yeah. stop sometimes and we go oh, yeah it's really nice when we do that and yeah. um just have these like overwhelming feelings of also the artists we're meeting as well yeah. like i i i maybe one or two uh negative experiences but in the two and a half years everyone yeah. has been lovely yeah and i think they fall in love with the space um and quite often we put a lot of the artists up so oh, right, our, our right. kids will wake up and there'll be a full like band sort of just sitting at the breakfast table <laughs> playing with play-doh yeah play- oh yeah there was a brilliant band um the once it is so cool once there. in the future uh band who were actually we just saw at smugglers festival a few weeks ago who are yeah. brilliant um they we, we were putting them up and uh the kids came down and they were all around the breakfast table and they they made all these amazing little things with the kids play-doh <laughs> and they were like whoa this is great guys like, <laughs> yeah um, they, i mean that, that's an experience they they won't forget that because like yeah. you know normally yeah. in, in any given tour you're probably just, you know you might go to like a premiere inn and then you're gonna you're going to sleep in a room that looks identical to the Premier Inn 200 miles away. Yeah. Then yeah. you're going to get on the motorway and then go to the next venue. So like, yeah, I've, that been, experience... I've been on tour and, and open my curtains the morning after to, to see the view of just a skip yep. in front of yeah. my window. You know, yeah. It's either that or like a, a bush and then immediately after that is a motorway. Yeah. <laughs> so I like yeah. to think that we'd, if they want to, like so obviously some artists might not want us to hang out with them but um <laughs> like i think sometimes we like Stalker. like to give people like a nice experience of margate and like one yeah. of my favorite shows was um one where um the woman who Kurakura had a workshop during the day and then we all went to the beach and we had fish and chips and pretty much like less than an hour before we had to be back here for her show we were all still on the beach and <laughs> you know that is that it's kind of like the perfect scenario isn't it yeah, yeah. And, you know the yeah. kids waking up and there might be a drag queen in the kitchen and you but, know they're four and eight years old this day i have their, their, their favorite drag queens already <laughs> nice. you know, it's kind of brilliant yeah yeah then i mean yeah having kids around all of that that's yeah. so that's yeah. so nice because you like they're not sort of you're you're not dividing them saying right these are performers you have to be very you know very careful around them because they're very touchy but like they're just you know these people they make art and there's like that it's like normality yeah yeah so like normalizing that art and saying like no look they're creative and this is what a creative person looks like they'll probably break our hearts and become an accountant or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah well accountant but then entirely in drag (laughs) <laughs> drag accountant or an accountant for drag artists that's you know there's a niche there oh i mean i would hire that accountant if i had finances to account for <laughs> that doesn't need to be in um yeah no amazing um i did want to ask you about your sort of theater heroes or like favorite theaters inspirations do you, do you get inspiration from other places or is it quite self-contained or we do. Um, what I was saying before about trying to go out and see more theatre, 
uh, is something that we're working on. Obviously, with a young family and having running this, um, <laughs> right here or at home, yeah, with the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it sometimes is difficult, but um, we definitely look at other theatres and um, similar venues and take inspiration and look at um, what artists they might have on and I mean, if they could possibly come to us. I think um, what we've discovered recently is there's not many, certainly not business examples, like setups that are like us in a right. sense of that are privately owned, have a bar that is <laughs> the main financial driving force. Um, but I mean, in places such as Batsy Art Centre, Soho Theatre, mm-hmm. Fimbra, the Marlborough, in, the Marlborough and uh, Brighton, Brighton is quite similar to I us. I mean, right, right. and love, you know, what, what the sort of things they put on is very much. And there's a place in Bristol called the Wardrobe that we've never actually seen anything in, but we popped in. And oh it's just, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty special. Yeah. That's actually probably the closest size wise, size and sort of business wise mm. to yeah. us. But then I think we're lucky to have places like the Marlowe near us. Yeah, got banking. Um, the Gilbankin and, and Theatre Royal, you know. Yeah. There's a Marlowe recently. Um, so one of the podcasts I produce uh, did a we did a live show there, and, and it's nuts because like we're in this sort of fairly small theatre, and then the guy said, "Oh, do you want to see the big one?" I was like, yeah, and it's, it's huge. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful it's space. Insane. I've performed in the studio space oh, myself, yeah. but also I'm quite excited to see um, what the kit, their new sort of studio space, is going to be. Uh-huh. used for and what kind of stuff they're doing there oh is that like the old build it's like um it's a really little, old building yeah, i think it is one? yeah off, it's just it's a little bit off off yeah. the, the site yeah. um but i know they've been doing sort of um interactive workshops and stuff there yeah um but i think i don't know if it's going to be used for more experimental theater and yeah making stuff yeah no it sounds like a really sort of you could do some really interesting weird themed shows and events and things mm. like that yeah. and they also get really good touring shows you know yeah um, some really interesting stuff i think the night the night i was there they were doing madagascar for kids brilliant yeah you know i know <laughs> my kids would love that i would have enjoyed it but i think yeah what you were saying as well before alex about you don't have to go to london there is a lot of really high quality theater in kent yeah, yeah, and to be honest, a lot of I mean, and West End, performers. yeah, there's a lot, a lot of great, you know, actors and. It's important to use living locally, local yeah. talent, and it's, yeah, it's almost like not assume uh, that you have to go and, and get a cast from London. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what the West End has to offer isn't really what excites me about theatre. Right, I right. mean a lot. I mean, to be honest, the shows that have really excited me are usually in the smaller venues. Yeah. Um, you know, I think obviously the National and, and the Barbican and stuff, does, there's lots of interesting things, but it's the, the little underground stuff that really, yeah, floats my boat. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that's usually the case with like music as well. Sort of mm-hmm. like yeah. the, the interesting stuff is happening on the sort of the, the yeah. kooky little funky venues and it's like, you know, there, there's obviously... Where you feel like you're part of something very special mm. yeah. and you're part of something that hasn't been maybe shared with thousands of other people. Mm. I love going to Ramsgate Music Hall and see really top quality stuff, but I'm one of 
80 people that yeah that, you know makes one feel quite special yeah and like <laughs> after that it makes you feel like you're a part of history it's yeah. like oh yeah oh, i saw them and at that's what we're passing from here as yeah. well and like obviously we love to sell out every single show but it's not just about that it's about making every individual feel special that they've come to see something and they're part of that it doesn't matter it's you know it's shame for the rest that didn't come and see yeah, that yeah. thing yeah. um but it's also that, like i think something about you know i keep talking about like how like the dimensions of it but it's like that feeling that anything could happen and it's not it's not like a sterilized sort of Im- immaculately sort of prepared how dare you uh, <laughs> i'm joking no i don't know i was trying to, I, know, I, was, I was thinking on the run but it's like yeah. um, I know what you mean. It's, it's rough and ready and it. yeah there's yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an organic thing. God, what happens? Fumble here. my way through that. Didn't no, I? I'm doing a fair amount of fumbling. <laughs> um, but there's also the fact that the, the the chairs can go in and out. It's quite a versatile space, mm. so it can tr- transform from music venue to sort of classical feeling theatre. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really interested us. I mean, it's quite difficult to get the chairs in and out, but yeah, it's something I, that I, we feel it's worth. It's a doing. workout. Yeah. I don't really, uh, I don't really understand the how, how that works. Neither do we. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't work. That's that's. We got to find a better system. But um, <laughs> but it's certainly worth doing it for certain gigs that you you want people to be standing and mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and enjoying the music and dancing around or jumping around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also some of the more intimate, beautiful sort of gigs uh, work better seated. Yeah, and obviously for stand up and theatre and spoken word, it's it's a nice um, environment. Like I mean, even now, it's like I haven't got any ideas for shows, but I can just I can feel like there's there's so much potential. Like I don't know, yeah, you could so come many and options. do it. Uh, you could do an interview, like you know Parkinson, old Parky <laughs> with an audience. You know, oh my god, in, sort of get a get a local celebrity to come and do a, yeah an I evening's mean, discussion with. Like the yeah, like the live podcasting is intriguing because I mean I've seen them happen and it's just like oh wait no this is this is an interview this isn't there's no real difference but it, there's a difference between it's like I feel like the intimacy of a podcast where it's like you know at the moment it's just us three in a room but when you're when there's a lot of other people in a room like I'd be interested to feel those dynamics and the sort of the subtle difference mm. of like knowing there's people watching you on the spot it's like oh, I can't edit out that thing I just said and I can't <laughs> can't sort of clean this up on the spot sort of thing right, it'd be a nice idea though if you, if you found someone that you think you know like, I don't know people will be interested speaking in on the... a certain matter mm. yeah find the right person yeah. to talk about our tidal pool or the, the sea or uh, something that, yeah that'd be amazing because also it's like it's that that kind of town hall type thing that I feel like it's becoming something that people realize they need more of now like because i mean it's, it's kind of it's almost like hackneyed to say about the um you know like social media driving people apart but in in a place like, like margate mm-hmm. with the, that collaborative spirit and you know people sort of that leg up mentality it's like i feel yeah it'd be nice if there was a place where you you could just sort of come and and there's you know you listen to people talk but then it can be an interactive thing as well so mm-hmm. like everyone feels like they're on the same page and they're they're being part of this ongoing discussion and yeah, I think there's a few nice things thing. like that starting to happen and I, I I think we'd be quite interested in getting involved in something like that like a community yeah. led debate as yeah. like, but it's difficult isn't it because 
debates, it, it can. It's it's what nature it's done in. I think it needs to be yeah. done in a positive nature. It can often yeah, yeah. be not just a rant, just rant a rant, session. exactly, yeah. just a, a, a like Facebook or social media, or, yeah, yeah. or um, um, you know, what's it called? Um, the thing that you rate things on, TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. Yeah, yeah. it, it sort of gives people this power to be angry, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. quite often it gives them a voice. And I, I'm not saying yeah. if you're angry, that's that's fine it's a lot to be angry about at the moment but i think um when it comes to debates and um discussion it needs to be done in a positive way yeah and and also well i mean maybe (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good point because like like maybe that kind of thing would would be good if there was somebody I'm, i'm not i'm not saying like this is me but like the idea of having some form of an interview happening on the stage but then it developing into a sort of a discussion i think it works if there's somebody who's a kind of like it a, is so a bit leader structured in like a sense that yeah structured and somebody holding it, someone, holding it together yeah someone maybe. holding it we've together done, we've done some great q and a's sort of yeah. after screenings and stuff like yeah. that mm. we had um a screening of the film we the many which right. is a, a, a documentary about the anti-war protests okay. about iraq um which i found really fascinating and we were lucky enough to have the director do a q and a uh, after oh amazing and it, it's great to have something to you know to talk about. But, I mean, it does need to be chaired. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's certainly descending to chaos pretty quickly. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, knowing the answer would be no, but about um, <laughs> expansion. Do your does you, do your minds lean towards? taking this further in oh, any we, way we, like, we think like, every town you... throughout the uk should have its own tom thumb by uh, yeah. 2025 <laughs> um no i i i think just this is our lot and we're mm. very very happy with it and um yeah, yeah, yeah. partly what drove us away from london was the greed and um we had a particularly unpleasant landlord in our business there that and it was sort of really tainted it's funny london's known for its pleasant landlords <laughs> yeah well this wasn't <laughs> one of them mm. um no and it so i think to to be able to say that we own this this place is something we're very very lucky yeah um to be able to do and uh it enables us to do what we want to do and focus on programming and do, yeah, like yeah. putting things on that we believe in rather than having to um, fight fight <laughs> legal yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, battles with yeah. uh, landlords. That's that's a big part of it. Also, like you've you've, I mean, you've got enough on your plate anyway. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you sort of spread yourselves even thinner and like open uh, up other venues. But I, I was just yeah. curious, I, and I where, where you see I, like how this kind of place can. We are it- very much those kind of people, and it's something that we discussed the two of us because when we start feeling a bit more confident and secure in something <laughs> we're like all right what's next yeah let's yeah, do something yeah. and you baby with, yeah, dog new what, business <laughs> uh, what we are have discussed quite recently is that let's just focus on doing an even better job and put all of our energy into our three babies, which is Eli, Izzy, and Tom Thumb, mm-hmm. and just really nourish them and make them happy, rather than yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. do too much. I think, I think, in a, because yeah. we are those kind of people. Yeah. The forms of expansion 
we don't want to expand as in make another Tom Thumb or have another side project. Um, but I think we want to keep making this bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and to do that, I think at some point we will need to sort of find some funding. Right. I mean, financially, anything in the arts is hard. Mm-hmm. Running a venue is, is incredibly hard financially to make it viable, especially yeah. when you want to take risks and uh, yeah, yeah. book interesting people. And I think we want to certainly keep up the calibre of artists that are coming through our doors and pay them fairly. As an artist ourselves, it's very important that yeah, yeah, people yeah. are paid fairly. Um, yeah, so we always try to do what we can in that respect. But, you know, it'd be nice to get some funding and be able to get the acts Take it that we want step. Um, without yeah. sort of feeling we're asking them to do it as a favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> super important. But yeah, it's, yeah, so like it feels like the expansion is happening like almost like internally, like yeah, as, as the, people and... Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The we're sort of... I feel like the first year was about setting it up and, and learning what the job entailed. Mm. This second year has been about fine-tuning that and I feel like going into our third year, it's, it's about putting it into action yeah. and really making it sustainable sustainable viable and as as good as we can make yeah. it yeah. Ah, so nice it's, yeah it's really nice that it's like yeah I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're not sort of like yeah so we're going to start opening up there and there and it's like nice to hear it's like no 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 this is it this is yeah. where we're putting our energy it's like, it's great. I think so, our energy is to make more people hear about it yeah and, yeah and make sure and you know make it a destination and um, also like focus on promoting the shows. Um, You're going to say the shit out of the shows. No, but um, at the moment we do things five nights in the week and we want to maybe spend more time on each show by having less shows. Um, okay yeah, does yeah, that yeah. make sense we love we love 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 the bar here and in and, and um this is a very big part of the tom fun but we don't want it to be the bigger part of the business mm. you want that not to the be, tom thumb bar it's with the, exactly theater. it's the theater First. that has a great bar yeah, yeah and yeah. you can go for a drink after a show and yeah. you know yeah. um till closing time but it is a theater bar yeah and um we love having parties here, um, but ultimately, what's on at the theatre is the most important element. Yeah, that's that should be the draw. And yeah, then, yeah. Everything yeah. else is kind of like comes awesome, with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have a ghost. Good ghost. <laughs> well, so the rumor states. It's a friendly one for sure. You got yourself a little Casper. Yeah. Never had. I quite often like down here. It's complicated to explain, but the lights, you have to switch the, the main lights off from the, the tech desk and the house lights off from backstage. And quite often I do it in the wrong way. And okay. so quite often I'm walking around here in, in pitch black and bump into the seats and curse and blind when I, I crack my shin mm-hmm. on a metal um, chair leg. And I can't say I've ever experienced any negative um eerie feelings okay um i i'm I'm not i'm not wouldn't say i'm like the most biggest ghost believer but i'm not a non-believer either i'm quite open to sort of agnostic on the ghost yeah i'm open to i feel like it's if there is one it's definitely like a friendly one because i'm quite scared person (laughs) and i I never felt i never felt scared here by myself like ghosts or anything 
I think, yeah, I, I feel like there's a good energy here. And like, I, yeah. yeah, like some places you go and you're like, yeah, something ain't right. But a bit yeah. eerie. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it I mean, it also, it's people love an old haunted theatre story. So I, I'm sure. I thought you were going to give me some like crazy I, I wish yarn I, about I some, wish I could. Some, some ghost. I wish I could. We've been, we've been asked to be part of seances and like yeah, um, really. ghost hunters and stuff. Not really into that. If there is something yeah. here, let it but let I think it rest. like you say buddy that it's got a really nice oh um, a nicer energy yeah yeah when yeah, you come yeah, in yeah. and that's something that we have felt from day one and I think that's something that you really can't create mm. and you know we like to think that obviously we bring something to the theatre yeah, but the feeling that the building has and the inside that vibe is there and it's yeah. been there since day one it's, that's not ours that's not us that's just the building and it makes you want to hang out here even if you don't have to it makes mm. you know makes you always feel like at ease when you come in and yeah and but that's that, that's the beauty of um of how a space can just have that without someone putting that effort in to make it yeah you know sometimes yeah. you try to recreate something in a different place and it just yeah. won't have I, that same yeah. i do think it's the building it. but i also think it's a culmination of the past 40 odd years however many years 30 odd of the love that each yeah. set of owners put yes. into it yes, yes. Yeah. like the, the the initial love to actually go to all this trouble to to turn it into this magical space yeah and then that's why i talk it's a bit maybe cheesy but that's why i talk about us as custodians it's because like mm. we we haven't we haven't put that magic into You're the like building. Facilitating we it, are now part of conduits. adding to it hopefully yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and i think jess and owen felt the same and i think it, they did something very amazing in a sense of they didn't sell the building to us for the highest price and possible mm. because it was more important to them that it would go to someone that right would uh, run it as a theater yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And keep and keep that magic going, yeah. and not yeah, turn it into flats else. or uh, another use, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's just weird. I can't. I just can't think of it being anything else. It's yeah. like I'm. I'm I think that, that's definitely testament to I like don't what think you it's guys. It's allowed to be anything else. I mean, if we were ever to to sell it on, we will definitely make sure. I don't know how you do what? that legally binding because I mean no. we certainly didn't sign anything with Jess and Owen no. that we promised it would be a theatre, but they kind of just knew that an we, understanding between we would because we love it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was it was Jess's aunt who was sort of responsible for who came came up with the idea of buying the theatre for the family. Unfortunately, passed away. So I think um, I think the space had a very spiritual importance for Jess, yeah. definitely. And there's just a lot of love that's gone and mm. there's a lot because there's it does it makes no rational sense buying a theater in the sense financially yeah. um so everyone that has made that decision has done it out of passion and love yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean we can't we in, fully intend to make it financially very viable but it's yeah. it's not your first choice if of business to buy if you, you're out to make loads of money yeah it's so interesting like the I mean, the more I do of these, the more podcasts I record, the 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 more these themes come through, and it's it's so cool to hear it time and time again. It's just like like the the main drive isn't money. It's no. it's, it's so great to you hear. You wouldn't, it. like you say, Alex, you wouldn't go into this if you were in it for the money. Although we are very 
also very keen to stand up for the artist worth and what we're worth because we still have to make everyone still have to make a living and everyone should hopefully eventually get paid their what they're worth and, yeah i think as, um, as long as you're straight with people as well yeah. and you say look this is what we are um this is what we can afford then you, you're not you're not duping anyone you're not lying mm. to anyone as long as yeah, you make the, yeah. the deal very clear mm. but i think um yeah it's it's about respect and fairness mm. both sides yeah you know i think um at times we've been too easy going in the sense of wanting to help too much and then we actually realize well actually this isn't this isn't we can't sustain this forever yeah i yeah. uh, certainly want to still be helpful and supportive of artists but it, it has to also be a business. Yeah, yeah, no, it's sure. our only income. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, anyone, anyone in their right mind would understand that. It's, mm. it's entirely fair enough, isn't it? Okay, so in wrapping up gigs and whatnot, where's the best place to find out? Uh, we have a website uh, that's called Events on it. We've got Facebook page, and we got yeah, all the social media. Your Instagram is uh, regularly. Yeah, Instagram. Top, top. Yeah, yeah. we get some again. This is something we've we've learnt as we've gone, and we're getting much better at still. In fact, I just had a a social media tutorial with Claire from the Lunar Tractors yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's immediately helped our um, our social media presence. Oh, so I think the page is for Facebook is probably one of the best places to check if you're not into checking out our website our website mm. will always have everything on there so the website is it's oh, not like a dusty because like some, sometimes people don't have the time to update no, it's, them, al- it's, it's always it's updated but not far into the future yeah as, as it might yeah be. sometimes it takes a long time for artists to send the relevant information yeah. sometimes they send it months in advance so you know there might be an event on already for January, but doesn't mean that there isn't like loads before that because yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. like some people take longer to send to for be it. a couple of months. But also, what okay. I was going to say is that on the website there is a way that you can uh, sign up to our mailing list uh, to get um, you know weekly think, updates. Weekly, weekly updates. So and you're you're on it, yeah. We're we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> Yeah, and we, we do a lot of good old-fashioned promoting just around town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Posters. Um, Postering uh, and, and whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah, a website, mailing list, Facebook page, um, which used yeah. to be called What's On at Tom Thumb is now just called Tom Thumb Theatre. Brilliant. That's the page. And, I mean, everything that's on there will be an event for. Okay. Which I will be pushing down your throats. Yes, do so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm going to I'll have, obviously, all links and... Or not? There'll be an intro and an outro, and everything will be nicely rounded up. Um, Alex and Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, my pleasure. Big ups to Tom Thumb and you guys and your families and the future of the Tom Thumb. Thanks, man. Thank you. Farewell. Bye. Weren't they the treat? to listen to um alex and sarah thank you so much for being on the podcast um I, yeah as i said at the start uh, i i hope you 
Hope you've been in the Tom Thumb. Hope you get a chance to go to the Tom Thumb. Keep an eye on their website for details, all the social media, um, obviously Instagram and such. And um, yeah, the website's always a good spot. Their um, upcoming events page is regularly stocked and refreshed, so keep an eye out for them. Once again, strong shouts out to the Margate Mercury. Thank you. And uh, yeah, this is season one. Done. Ten episodes, people. Couldn't be more thankful to you for listening. Um, Anyone who's uh, checked it, tuned in, recommend it to a friend, left a review, anything, contacted me, whatever. It's, um, yeah, I am so, so honestly grateful. So it's really, it's just, it's just an honour to chat to to the the wonderful people of Margate. Um, I've got a few bonus episodes to come as well. There's some, uh, got a couple of non-Margate folks locked in the barrel to come, which would be good. I'll, I'll figure out a, a method of releasing those, but that, that, should be, that should be pretty exciting. Looking forward to introducing you to some out-of-towners. Um, what have I got coming up? So keep an eye on buddypeace.com. At this point... I think I updated it a few weeks ago. Uh, God damn it, that that poor little website. It, it gets a bit of action, but um, it, uh, yeah, I need to I need to be more on top of that. So keep keep an eye on that. There's a, there's a, like a fair bit of info on there about like past projects and things like that. Twitter, I am at buddy underscore peace. Probably the best place is Instagram, which is the same handle, which is at buddy underscore peace. I looked at the feed the other day. There's a lot of buddy, buddies, buddies uh, pictures stuff on there. Um, it used to be mainly like pictures of textures and walls and stuff like that. Uh, I might try and get a few more of those going. I, I, I used to love doing that. But yeah, there's, uh, I'm going to try and get a bit more sort of artworky bits and um, got some music projects coming up as well. So with any luck, there's going to be some update business um, to treat you with. Um, Speaking of musics and whatnot, so buddypiece.bandcamp.com. Uh, do please come and listen to all I've got going on there. Some of them you can buy, some of them are free. Um, lots of write-ups and descriptions on each one. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll see what goes on over Christmas. Let's see, maybe there'll be a bonus episode or two. Um, it, it really depends. I'm, I'm not going to promise anything right now, people. I'm, uh, it, it's good. it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty choppy from here on. Have a catch up on the other episodes, please. If you haven't heard them, um, yeah, get 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 acquainted with some of the really lovely people around here. Some, some real awesome inspirational things happening here, and um, it it don't stop. So yeah, next year's going to be a, even more banging. Trust me on that. In the meantime, with the season's festivities upon us, I never assume everyone listening is a Christmassy Christmaser. So whatever you get up to, whatever happens between here and the next time I see you, uh, take good care of each other, take good care of yourself. And yeah, just uh, have a good one, won't you? Uh, Keep in touch on all those social media places I just said, and uh, I'll be thinking of you. I will, I really will. It it sounds like a random throwaway thing. I'll be thinking of you. Um, Catch you next time. Thank you as always. I will be posting updates and uh, just keep it locked to here. Keep it subscribed. You'll get all of those updates um, as soon as they happen. It's going to probably be New Year, I'd say, uh, for new episodes. 
but yeah, got a couple of good ones to kick it off with already. So keep an eye out for them. Um, big ups, huge love to you and yours and theirs. And we will catch up soon. Give me a shout, don't be afraid, and farewell. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.